coronaviruses are a large family of viruses that are common in both humans and animals. Uh, these common human uh, coronaviruses typically cause a mild to moderate infection. Sometimes, though, a new coronaviruses emerge. And this is where this, uh, this new one, the, what we're now calling the COVID-19, emerged. And according to WHO, when they declare pandemics, when they are basically saying there's a worldwide spread of a new disease. So this is a new disease that is spread all over the world. And as we're speaking, it's in over 135 countries. And this is one of the reasons why they then decided it is really now a pandemic, a new disease that is spread throughout the world. And how does it compare to the common cold or flu? They very much have the similar signs and symptoms, you know, uh, a bit of cough, sneezing, uh, sometimes a bit of high temperature and so on. But the, the thing we're noticing is that the, the usual common cold tends to be mild, moderate, whereas this one has really uh, caused a lot of havoc, as you have seen in China where it started, a lot of people dying. In other words, the very of it is really up there. And, and this is what is really causing all the concern. And what are some of the symptoms of uh, the coronavirus? They're really looking at uh, a fever, you have the cough, sneezing, shortness of breath. It's, it's basically uh, symptoms that, has, that, are, that tend to be more in the respiratory system. You have a fever, you're coughing, sneezing, shortness of breath. Those are the main ones that we're looking at. How is it spread? It's very much uh, similar to what happens with the common flu. The virus is found in droplets from the throat and the nose. When someone coughs or sneezes, other people near them can breathe in those droplets. The virus can, can also actually be spread when someone touches an object with the virus. So if someone sneezes or they wipe their nose and mouth with their hand or something and they touch something else, that virus goes on that surface. And if somebody touches that object or surface, they can also then get it on their hands transmitted by touching their eye, their mouth, their nose, and they get the infection. This is basically how it spreads. We have heard uh, some uh, people, especially on social media, saying coronavirus does not affect black people. Is this true? This is speculation. It's very difficult for anyone to say now. Remember I said this is a new virus. So there has not been enough research for us to simply say that at the moment. This is a new virus. There's lots of research that is happening. I do realize that people are looking at Africa where uh, we don't have as many cases as we're seeing uh, in China and now Europe, which has actually taken over. So I do understand when people begin to think like that. But let's remember that we really need science to prove that, to, to be confident, to say that if that's the case. So we, we wait or um, researches or signs that might uh, confirm it or not confirm it. Who is uh, at uh, most risk of uh, catching the virus? Once again, because this is a new virus, we have tended to look at lessons that have been learned uh, from China where uh, the COVID-19 disease was first uh, reported. Uh, And from those lessons, it is very clear that the People who are at a higher risk of getting uh, this uh, and getting actually very sick or dying uh, from COVID-19 include the older people 
and people with other pre-existing health conditions, such as um, heart disease, diabetes, and other lung diseases. So those are the people, based on the lessons that we've learned from China, which has handled this uh, several cases. And, um, of course, uh, there are no uh, reported cases of the coronavirus in Zimbabwe, uh, as far as we understand. Uh, but how has that been uh, established? I'm so glad you asked that question because I think people are really wondering. Some have even gone as far as saying maybe there are cases being hidden or anything like that. Nothing like that at all. I do think we have uh, taken lessons that we have learned from our managing um, uh, cholera, dysentery, and so on and so on, and immediately apply those lessons to this this new uh, epidemic. In December last year, the very beginning, around 4 December, if I may be specific, we actually had a simulation of uh, preparedness and response to uh, cholera, Ebola, and other similar um, diseases, such as the coronaviruses uh, outbreaks. And we had in that session actually other countries participating, 43, some uh, through teleconference and so on. And we were really going through the simulation. What is it that we need to do? What can we, where can we strengthen? And so on. And soon after that, we then heard WHO talking of this uh, serious new uh, disease from China. And so we were literally all ready. We just now had to re-strengthen what we had already learned. We immediately... Uh, realize that this is not a health sector issue alone. It is an interministerial, all sectors. We immediately put our preparedness and our response plan in place, and we're implementing that again with other sectors and not just health. So the experiences we've had with all those other uh, diseases really has helped us uh, be ahead of uh, most, if you like. And, of course, others might not realize that and think, ah, how has Zimbabwe done that? Uh, perhaps they're just not quite telling us the whole story. But we're very proud and confident of what we've done. Lots still to be done, yes, but that's where we are. What is uh, the testing process from the various uh, ports of entry? Our response, um, preparedness and response plan, uh, we have tended to focus more on surveillance and ensuring that we are not getting imported cases from places that have confirmed cases and so on. So, Really, we're focusing on screening people uh, at ports of entry, taking their temperature, and this is very much in line with WHO guidelines. Uh, we're taking a good, strong history, documenting it, uh, documenting where the people are going from the airport. If one has got the history of having traveled to a country where there are confirmed cases, where transmission is taking place, they have the temperature, and so on. Those are the candidates that we immediately we have uh, um, uh an ambulance and stand by at those airports, and we immediately take them to isolation where we do further assessments, test them, and make sure that everything is all right. Just to remind you, though, that most of the cases that are coming through are really suspected cases, actually ending up not to be suspected cases in line with the WHO guidelines. But we still, because we're strengthening our surveillance, we're making sure even those are tested. Is there any non-cure for this uh, coronavirus? There are lots of uh, medicines that are being tried. Again, once again, we are really looking at China, who had the first cases and uh, their researches and so on. They've come up with some drugs that they're trying using. But again, because this is a new 
virus uh, is taking a little ti- a little more time to really say this is the medicine or the drug that is going to do the trick. And remember, viruses have always been very difficult uh, to, to to treat, if you like. So a lot of the um, uh, management that is required is really more supportive than anything else. And uh, how equipped is Zimbabwe to handle cases of uh, coronavirus uh, if someone uh, is um, uh, infected, for example, where are they hospitalized? Just to remind you that most infected people with this uh, virus, over 80% in fact, recover from the disease without needing any special treatment. That is very key for the public to know that we're talking of a very small percentage of those, if they do get it, they actually get very ill, and then they require to be hospitalized, and they also further require to be perhaps in uh, uh, intensive care units. So just remember, over 80% they'll get it, and they'll, they, they will recover very nicely with good supportive management. But that tiny percentage, as a country, we have made sure that our isolation facilities are ready for them. Wilkins is one of them. But also remember, we're saying uh, um, uh, ICU management. Our central hospitals, we are at the moment trying to beat them up and make sure that if we do have one or two of those cases, we should be able to isolate them in the right places where they can get the management, in the, the high-level um, uh, management that they might require. There is also a problem of water. Will this not uh, present uh, problems for your ministry when it comes to fighting uh, this virus? Water, shortage of water will always in people's homes. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, In people's homes and anywhere for that matter, actually, whether it's at work, whether it's uh, in a health facility and so on. But I just remind you again, we have handled, we have dealt with cholera, dysentery and so on. So we have been strengthening our systems we continue struggling with water, uh, the, that resource quite clearly. We won't deny it. But we've also managed to find innovative ways of making sure that our population knows that the little resource that you have, the water, the little water that you have, use it efficiently in the right ways. And hence those messages continue to go out. We manage our cholera outbreak very successfully. Remember, that also requires lots and lots of water. But what we had, People are now aware that you need to use it efficiently. We're also looking at this, um, the other new ways of making sure that you're keeping your hands clean, not just by water, using the alcohol rubs, for example. Everything that you can, we're encouraging people not to shake hands so that you don't even get the infection on your hands in the first place. Then you're not going to be requiring uh, gallons and gallons of water. We still want you to wash your hands, but to prevent uh, getting in touch with the virus in the first place then you can actually be able to be ahead of the disease. Cases are rising in South Africa, Dr. Mahomva. Is it time to close the borders? We as a country, when we started, no, we didn't close the borders, but we, we are very vigilant. As I said, we have strengthened our surveillance at the borders to make sure that we are able to pick up those who need to be tested, those who need further assessment and so on. And we continuously reassessing. Uh, tomorrow we might change. Uh, but this is based on what we are seeing on the ground. I think others have closed their borders. That's well and good for them. We notice uh, South Africa itself has gone as far as bringing its citizens back. They've just landed, but look what's happening now. The cases where they're coming from in China have actually gone down tremendously. 
and where they are coming to in South Africa, the cases are going up. So it's, a, it's, it's an issue that we have to be very proactive in terms of continuously using data to make sure we're right, making the right decisions and not to just follow everybody because everybody's doing. Using the data to guide us on what to do is very critical, and that's what we are doing. Others are also calling for even more drastic measures like uh, stopping uh, people from gathering in large groups. Have we reached that stage yet? We are saying, uh, first of all, those who want to travel, please don't go to places, countries where they uh, are confirmed cases. We're advising you not to unless you really have to. It's the same advice that we're giving at the moment in terms of gatherings and so on. We avoid going into those gatherings. Uh, it helps a lot. So that's the advice we're continuously giving our, our, our public uh, so that they are aware that you're exposing yourself to these large gatherings where you might have cases. But once again, because Zimbabwe, we don't have any confirmed cases yet. This is just advice we're giving. Again, as the data continues to come through, we will use that to continuously review our advice to our population. So we are giving daily, and I mean daily, uh, updates to the, to the public. We are posting it. And if something changes tomorrow, you'll see and you'll hear from us. We're taking this very seriously. But once again... We prefer to be guided by evidence, by data, and not to just follow everybody because everybody is doing it.